Every year in ancient Israel, the high priest brought two goats into the Jerusalem temple on the Day of Atonement. He sacrificed one to expiate the sins of the community, and then laid his hands on the other, transferring all the people's misdeeds onto its head, and sent the sin-laden animal out of the city, literally placing the blame elsewhere. In this way, Moses explained, the goat will bear all their faults away with it into a desert place. In his classic study of religion and violence, René Girard argued that the scapegoat ritual diffused rivalries among groups within the community. In a similar way, I believe, modern society has made a scapegoat of faith. In the West, the idea that religion is inherently violent is now taken for granted and seems self-evident. As one who speaks on religion, I constantly hear how cruel and aggressive it has been, a view that, eerily, is expressed in the same way almost every time. Religion has been the cause of all the major wars in history. I have heard this sentence recited like a mantra by American commentators and psychiatrists, London taxi drivers, and Oxford academics. It is an odd remark. Obviously, the two world wars were not fought on account of religion. When they discuss the reasons people go to war, military historians acknowledge that many interrelated social, material, and ideological factors are involved, one of the chief being competition for scarce resources. Experts on political violence or terrorism also insist that people commit atrocities for a complex range of reasons. Yet so indelible is the aggressive image of religious faith in our secular consciousness that we routinely load the violent sins of the 20th century onto the back of religion and drive it out into the political wilderness. Even those who admit that religion has not been responsible for all the violence and warfare of the human race still take its essential belligerence for granted. They claim that monotheism is especially intolerant, and that once people believe that God is on their side, compromise becomes impossible. They cite the Crusades, the Inquisition, and the wars of religion of the 16th and 17th centuries. They also point to the recent spate of terrorism committed in the name of religion to prove that Islam is particularly aggressive. If I mention Buddhist non-violence, they retort that Buddhism is a secular philosophy, not a religion. Here we come to the heart of the problem. Buddhism is certainly not a religion, as this word has been understood in the West since the 17th and 18th centuries, but our modern Western conception of religion is idiosyncratic and eccentric. No other cultural tradition has anything like it, and even pre-modern European Christians would have found it reductive and alien. In fact, it complicates any effort to pronounce on religion's propensity to violence. To complicate things still further, for about 50 years now, it has been clear in the Academy that there is no universal way to define religion. In the West, we see religion as a coherent system of obligatory beliefs, institutions, and rituals centering on a supernatural God whose practice is essentially private and hermetically sealed off from all secular activities. But words in other languages that we translate as religion almost invariably refer to something larger, vaguer, and more encompassing. The Arabic din signifies an entire way of life, 
The Sanskrit Dharma is also a total concept, untranslatable, which covers law, justice, morals, and social life. The Oxford Classical Dictionary firmly states no word in either Greek or Latin corresponds to the English religion or religious. The idea of religion as an essentially personal and systematic pursuit was entirely absent from classical Greece, Japan, Egypt, Mesopotamia, Iran, China, and India. Nor does the Hebrew Bible have any abstract concept of religion, and the Talmudic rabbis would have found it impossible to express what they meant by faith in a single word or even in a formula, since the Talmud was expressly designed to bring the whole of human life into the ambit of the sacred.